Hello, I'm Lorraine Thompson. With me, Lorraine Nelson and Lorraine Whitmire. This week on the Lorraineyacs Guide to Fabulous Movies of the 80s, our all-time favorite, Splash. Lorraine and Nelson's The Lorraniacs Guide Mo- to Fabulous Movies. Oh, yes. Yes, that's, that's very accurate. My intro was we're changing the name to A Lister Madness. Because <laughs> guess what? This movie is chock full of A-listers that I, I will grant Jackie some credit because at the at, at the time, none of these people were A-listers. Mm-hmm. Even Ron Howard wasn't a directorial A-lister. This was pretty much his big debut as a major Hollywood to-do. John Candy had done a little bit of stuff before, uh, including... um, Oh, shit. What was the big movie that he was in before? Anyways, he was in SCTV. Summer Rental. Uh, No, Summer Rental was after this. Jesus. Uh, SCTV, who also had Eugene Levy in it. Yeah, let's see. And Eugene Levy launched his career based off of this movie. This was his big first theatrical uh, thing. Guess who else was on uh, uh, SCTV with John Candy and Eugene Levy? Rick Moranis and Dave... Uh, Thomas. Thomas. Uh, uh, Harold Ramis. Harold Ramis. And so was uh, Martin Short was originally Second City as well. No, he wasn't. He wasn't, he wasn't on SEC TV, but he was part of Second City. Oh, oh okay. That was uh, a, the uh, Second City's like the Grand Catherine uh, Catherine O'Hare also was ah. another one I was looking at for. So this, 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 they all were like following on the coattails of Eugene Levy, in my kind of opinion, other than maybe Harold Ramis. Uh, Tom Hanks, obviously, we discussed he was uh, basically nothing other than bosom buddies before this movie. Daryl Hannah had done Blade Runner. She was probably the most prestigious. Of all of these people, other than Ron Howard, except for he had done shit as a director before this. Was Clan of the Cave Bear before this? No. Hmm. Uh, this was two years before Blade Runner. And Clan Blade. of the Care Bear, Cave Bear. This two years after Blade Runner? Clan Runner's? of the Ca- Care Bear! She had, a, she had a rainbow on her tummy for that role. Uh, she basically had a r- rainbow on her tummy for this role because she was all hearts and smiles in this movie. In my opinion, mm-hmm. mermaids. This movie, I'm not really sure what the moral. Actually, I do know what the moral of this movie is. But as far as the mermaid standpoint, are we to infer that all mermaids are just the most wonderful, lovely, enjoy everything about life creatures that have ever existed? Well, except for that one that's gotten attacked by a shark one too many times. Oh. There's only one mermaid in this movie. Oh, well, I was I would assume... You've heard of a shark, or a shark-bitten mermaid. Well, this is what I was thinking, is at the end, right, they're swimming towards this this underwater city. The abyss, where James no, Cameron lives. There's an underwater city at right, the end. Right, the abyss. And so, You've never seen the abyss. Okay, no. fine. So, I'm assuming that there is probably one guy sitting on a bar stool down there going... You don't even know, matey. That shark got me fin. Pass me another Blarney Stone. Blarney Stone. What? <laughs> Pass me a barnacle. Barnacle, yes. That's, yeah, there uh, we go. Barnacle. Uh, that's that's a, a brand of mermaid beer, Sam. Barnacles. 
Right. It's, it's barnacle brand beer. Hmm. <laughs> Pass me a barnacle. Anyways, what do you have to say about that, Sam? <laughs> Any, I don't know. Anything awesome retorts? You want to you make some postulations as far as mermaids? Well, because I think... I, that, we don't really have a whole lot to talk about this movie. Uh, only... We can't, you know, generalize mermaids by one Daryl Hannah. I feel that the movie was, like, two people that were so, you know, out of place in their own uh, worlds, Existence. so to speak, mm-hmm. that they could only find love in each other or something like that. Hmm. Well, she's basically Ariel from Little Mermaid. Yeah. She wants to be part of it. She's well, not necessarily, it. She, she doesn't really, want to be part of it. She just likes She wants him. to be with him, but once she's a part of it, she's into it. She loves the TV. She loves the music. She loves the dancing. She loves... His credit cards. His Absolutely credit cards. Does. Shopping. Movies. Every, she's all about pretty lights everywhere that, that, that they don't have. Ice skating. She's all about New York. Mm-hmm. She's a New York gal, which is also a recurring theme in the 80s. Everybody that was into something had to be in, into New York. Like, if you you couldn't be into Omaha. Like, oh, fuck, I'm in Omaha. This is awesome. I love Omaha. What in the hell would a mermaid be doing in Omaha? It's landlocked. They have a yeah. bus. They have a bus. You can take a bus to Omaha. That's just what everybody wants to do with their six-day free legs vacation. Imagine what a different movie it would be. Like two of it on a bus. <laughs> if she just thinks that the bus takes you to Alan's house, and instead she ends up in Omaha, and she's like, I'm in Omaha. Credits! <laughs> so, say she does end up in Omaha. What happens after a week? We never find out in this movie. What happens... She turns into a human forever. Bummer. She likes it. Yeah, well, they can do it now because the scientists are after her. Yeah, they know her. Well, not now, now, but before well, she was, like, she hung decided. up about she, it. Well, it's a big decision. And she ultimately decided that she wanted to live in the land among the New Yorkers. She did? When did she decide because that? Because she decided that she would marry Alan. Yeah. She was like, she yes. She overtly say that... She comes up to him and says yes. Well, she, yes. She that's pretty overt. She sa- overtly says that she is going to marry him, but she doesn't overtly say, I am going to live here in the Americas with you. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. She's going like to marry him. That's the whole thing. Uh, and then at the end, yes, she said, I, was gonna, I wanted to, to stay with, with you. She even says it out loud at the end, like, I wanted to stay here with you. And he says, I know, but you can't now. And he dick bags out, and he's like, now go! And he pushes her off the pier, and he's like, no, get she, out of here! She does uh, a dive on her out a little bit. That, like, that's my problem, and as <laughs> a movie movie reviewer, anytime there's too much moochie smooch kissy wissy I just kind of tune out. And I, so I, sometimes I lose plot details, because I just go, Ugh. get back to John Candy and Eugene Levy, because yeah. they're great! I kind of felt the whole thing was about fifteen or twenty minutes too long. Yeah, it was a it was a buck or an hour and forty seven minutes, just on the cusp of our veto laws, which now we've had to create a new veto law because the movie was too good. Because this the, movie was good. The, I I hate to. I thought it was going to be crap from what I remembered as a kid, but I actually liked it. I liked it. The mermaid, Finn, and everything that they gave Daryl Hannah was actually really quite awesome. Oh, no, it was a very well-made movie. Well, I think the only (laughs) problem in this movie was a couple plot holes. One, she's a mermaid. (laughs) Two, uh, everything else. But 
The screenplay was fun. Dialogue was great. Acting was amazing. Directing was fantastic. The underwater stuff is pretty incredible. Yeah. The underwater stuff is, is amazing. Like, I couldn't have been Tom Hanks in this movie... Because at the end, the entire time I was thinking, I was like, okay, he's about 20 to 25 feet under the ocean floor or above the ocean. The level, where's the water level? Sea level. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can't do that. I can't go down six feet without my ears just aching to death. It doesn't matter how much you pay me. I can't do it. How much? Because you've tried before. They're like, we're going to pay you all the money. And you're like, nope, it hurts my You have to swim down 10 feet to disarm this nuclear device. You're the only person. And it's such a big nuclear device that it's going to explode the whole world like kaboom. I'd be like, well, we're fucked. Hmm. Let's start touching each other in funny places because we're all going to die. Welcome to the Selfish Bastard Show. If you're just I can't do it. No, I physically can't do it. I cannot swim lower than six feet because my ears will explode themselves and then I'll be dead. It's just a weird thing. (laughs) Okay, so the one butthole thing that I hated about this movie. Well, there were a couple of them. But the first thing I'd like to bring up, I did not like Zippity Doodah song. It was, it was so drug out. It was like, oh my God. He sang it twice because he was having he a good He sang day. it like four or five times. Mm. I think that's kind of like, I'm fine with that because I think that's just what people do when they have a good day is they sing zippity doo da. It's a fun tune. You like no, singing dude, it. Dude, it was a plug for Disney. Yeah, I think it was just a Disney. It was a, pl- a Disney I think plug. it was he has to sing something and guess what? We own the rights to this yeah. one. I don't know. It got annoying. And everybody else sings it in the world. You have a good day. You sing zippity doo dot. That's just what you do. I don't. I do the Johnny Carson's. No, you sing to the dogs. You sing that when you have a bad day, too. You sing that when you come out of the bathroom. You sing it all goth and emo. I do. Really fucking lame. Do you even know? And then you, hey, guys. Good having you here, and you do like a really lame golf swing, and which is just your golf swing, anyways. And then I grab my imaginary tie. <laughs> yeah. No, that's uh, Letterman. Letterman, right? Yeah. Oh, no, you're happy, and your set are very hard to determine what the difference is. It's very amazing. So the movie starts out with the credits. Weird. And it's Wooly Bully. And did anybody else get a hint of Adam Sandler? In the singing, it was like, Wooly Bully. No. Insert Adam Sandler impression here. No. I don't know what sort of boat this is. Because <laughs> it's got like a dance party in the bottom deck. And the upper deck is like some family. Like, this is just a ferry that's kind of gone out of control. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what are those people doing? <laughs> Circling Cape Cod. Yeah, they're just on a boat ride in Cape Cod, but things have gone awry. Do you go on boat rides at Cape Cod? Like, Get on a boat and see the Cape. From my understanding, Cape Cod is not that big. Well, there's like an island out there or something. Yeah, so if you want to get to the island. It's probably like the ferry ride to Catalina. Oh, yeah. Which is the only thing I can compare it to because it's the only ferry ride I've ever been on. (laughs) And I was like six, so I remember very little of it. So you could really relate to when he fell into the water, Sam. There wasn't a dance party. Uh, It was windy. And there was some cars on the boat. Was it? <laughs> That's all I remember. Was right. it? Was it also in Sepia? No, it oh, was not. All right, all right. I, 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 I think that's my biggest beef with Ron Howard's directing in this film was Sepia for the twenty for, years ago. Yeah, for like ten minutes of Sepia. 
Like, it's fine if you fade out of sepia on, a, like, a 5, 10-second thing, but 10 minutes of sepia? Come on. No. Get rid of that sepia. Yeah, but, you know, the best part about that whole scene, though, was the little the, was the older brother looking up everybody's skirts. He'd drop his future, coins. Future John Candy. Yeah. He'd drop his coins, get down there and pick him up, and then peek up some skirts. So, here's the thing about John Candy, is I'm to infer that he is a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. He is been around the world and I yeah yeah seen a lot of girls he's a dirty fat pig he's, he's kissed all the girls in the world mm-hmm. all the girls and the millions of girls yeah all I can't the, remember how that song goes <laughs> every girl in the world kissed kissed a lot of girls kissed every girl in the world we saw shout that. out shout out to Krispy Kreme right there um so he's a perv fine great he gets a lot of chicks but I am to understand that that is his move. That is how he gets all of the chicks. The change drop? The change drop. Because See? later he does the change drop again. He's like, that's my move. That's how like I do this. Like when he's like 30 years old yeah. at a wedding. And so, fat. Well, the problem that I have with the change drop and him doing it is that he never evolved it. You're supposed to evolve the change drop, the change drop to... You bend over to pick up the change, and you pretend that you accidentally headbutt them, but you just reach up and you grab some butt. Mm. Oh. oh, that's nice. You just you, what you're using that change for is to buy buying some feel. And then, and then as you progress into an old man, you need to just put the hand on the butt to brace yourself, no. so that you don't break it. Then hip. you just drop change in front of them. If they bend over to pick it up, you say, "While you're down there, <laughs> the top of your head is pretty." And things like that. So it's, just, it's an ongoing thing. Uh, Change is so many age, wonders. Really, <laughs> yeah. you grab the quarter behind your ear, and then you ask him what's in their panties. <laughs> <laughs> Classic moves. Yes. <laughs> Probably got a twenty in your butt crack. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you take debit card? <laughs> oh, check the credit. <laughs> Wait a minute! Old people don't use debit cards. No, that's just science fiction talk. Diners club, yeah. <laughs> players club, the players with yourself yeah. club. <laughs> so, uh, so he falls off the boat. Tom Hanks, who we he later jumps off the boat. Oh yeah, yeah. He yeah, sees yeah. something he shiny sees something in the water. And he just bails, bails, and she's down there, Ariel. Madison, to be later determined, is down there and she saves him somehow with some magic ability of the mermaids. Kinda. They just seem like they're hanging out. They're just hanging out. He's not really down there for very long. No. I I think he's okay. There's no brain damage. Brain damage or even unconsciousness. He's in the water for like ten seconds before some guy bails him. They kiss though. No, they didn't. No, they, they just, didn't held just hands. held hands and oh. make sure they grabbed each other's shoulders. Magical mermaid. So, again, with the no other mermaids in this film, what the fuck is she doing up there? Just hanging out in Cape Cod? Doesn't she have parents? Aren't they worried? Like, uh, much like Ariel, she's fascinated with the world above the waterline, and then the little frizzy-haired Q-tip head kid jumps in, and that, that propels her fascination. Well, she when she gets home, she's getting a fucking lecture. That's what I say. Well... Maybe he, grounding? The, the uh, John Candy's kid gets a head slap, so corporal punishment is still okay, so she probably just gets her ass straight beat. Her fin... Fin butt. 
But. They probably put a fish, fish hook. Fish hook? Yep. Right in her fin. That's a dick move, dude. Yeah, that's what not What are cool. you, Ray Rice? I mean, Adrian Peterson? Mm. I mean, anybody? Bing Crosby? Bing. Bing sack of oranges? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Hit him with a sack of oranges. Yeah. I thought that was Bing Crosby's dad. I don't know. Mm. I, I think that I read somewhere that one of his kids was like, whoever said that was full of shit. (laughs) (laughs) I was beat with a sack of oranges. I've been beat with worse things than a sack of oranges because usually oranges, A, they're delicious, and B, they're fairly mushy. Like, I think I'm okay with that. We should try that. We should get drunk sometime and beat each other with a sack of oranges. I think the idea with the sack of oranges, it's like the phone book. It's going to hurt, but it's not going to leave any marks. Oh, good parenting. A little different than a blanket party. Blanket party. <clears throat> you uh, you pin a guy down in his rack. Mm-hmm. You know this is this is military talk. Pin oh. a guy down in his rack. You know the the guy that's been snitching on you to the, to the uh, drill sergeant. Drill sergeant, and uh, you pin him down with a blanket. You pin his head underneath the blanket, mm-hmm. and then you beat him with a with all your socks filled with soap. So in Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, did you learn this from a movie, Justin? Actually, I learned it by a very an old guy named Don. But either way, who watched it? Full Metal Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> possibly, possibly, possibly. But that's called the blanket party. I learned that part from Don. So time progresses. It's now this morning, later, which is now to this morning. That most of this movie actually takes place in the future. I, see, I don't understand your thought of behind. Yeah, that. dude. It's so obviously it's not the future. Morning, th- this Ooh. morning can never be the future ever. It can only be the past. Well, everything that happens after this morning is in the future. Is past this morning. Oh. Mind blown. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> but anyway, the the Q-Tip Kid and the Fat Jolly Roger, they, <laughs> the Fat Change Dropping Kid, they grow up to take over their dad's business of being fruit people. No, they're they're, they're fruit I, distributors. I too understand that they're um, they're, they're a produce warehouse on at the dock. They're uh, import exporters, or actually just importers. They're they're a middleman, a logistics company of fruit per se. Well, you think they're a produce warehouse? Yeah, I like, can go by that. But aren't they at the dock? They've got a warehouse and it's full of produce, and they seem to be middlemanning it from the growers of the produce. To the uh, stores, yeah. Mm-hmm. So they are a uh, they wholesaler. are a wholesaler. They're a warehouse. Yeah. Doesn't really matter where it's at. Middleman. Yeah. There okay. you go. So yeah, but uh, Tom Hanks, Allen is running everything. Is running everything. It appears to be doing pretty well. And is like twenty six, probably. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. not very old. Yeah. What's wrong with that? Well, fat-ass John Candy shows up. He looks he's, like he's 45. Freddy is still an asshole. Oh, I think Freddy, Freddy is easily just 30. Well, he looked like he was about 10 in the... I'd take that. Yeah, no, I'm fine with that. The age progression, I'm good with. I don't know. John Candy... Because he's fat? That makes him old? He no. young! Dude. He looked like a spry ninja John Candy. Who I fucking love, so I'm going to defend Dude. his quirks and his age. This is what you I'm saying. You keep doing your thing, John Candy. They, keep delivering that comedy to me. They per- portrayed he's him alive, in the beginning. Right? No, I know he's dead. 
They portrayed him in the beginning to be a chubby <clears throat> kid, so we knew he was going to be in a fat adult. Right, he does become a fat adult. So the adult. transition was good. I'm not arguing that, but I, but I didn't think the age difference was that big on in the first scene, and then in the second scene, he looks so much older than Tom Hanks. I'm probably the same age in real life, or would be. The kids are Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks and, and John, John Candy. Candy. Oh, I don't think so. I think Tom, John, John John Candy, Candy was born in 1950. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So he would have been like he's supposed to be 30 in the movie, 30, and so he's 30. 33. In real life, when they're shooting it, right? Oh, okay. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Wait, where did he get thirty or thirty-three? Because it's nineteen eighty that the film take or is filmed. The, it was filmed in, I think it was filmed in eighty-two or eighty-three, and released in eighty-four. Oh, I thought it was eighty. No. Huh. Hmm. Okay, so thirty-three. What do you got on Tom Hanks? Well, you should talk while I search that. Tom Hanks from such films as Forrest Gump, You're Philadelphia. Just boring. He's just giving and, you all these facts. Uh, let you, me show you, you something about some of the of costumes and wardrobes before. in this oh, movie. Oh, boy. Costume and wardrobe. Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's. Bloomingdale's was definitely advertised in this movie, as well as Anne Klein. Oddly enough, Tom Hanks was born in 1956, so the age... They're about their same age in the movie and in real life. Ah, oh, way to go, Ron Howard. Or the lady that does casting. Or that lady who does casting. Yeah. We are not... Oh, my God. I can't believe we're 20 minutes into this, and we haven't even got out of the opening scene. No costumes. She's got a fishtail, and she shops at Bloomingdale's. She goes to Bloomingdale's. Yeah, she dresses just like an 80s person. Okay, moving on. Uh, So, uh, Tom Hanks is basically the ultimate nice guy, but he's got big problems. He's got this big business to run. Doesn't have enough time for a girlfriend. Doesn't have enough time, or or the ability to really commit that. He doesn't give a shit about his girlfriend. He doesn't give a shit about her. He he seems funny choking up about her, but he just doesn't love her per se. They've probably been going out for like six years. Six years or something. That's too early, dude. Come on, man. So he's got big problems. His brother's kind of a fuck up, even though he like he's the second that Tom Hanks leaves work, John Candy takes over and the place it's just it's going places. Like all of a sudden they're doing more volume. He's even got yeah, he he seems like he should have been there the whole time. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But his specialty though is drinking. And Which and is chips. how you used to sell things back yeah. in the day. That's the yeah. old boy business. Actually, it's still the way you sell things. Sometimes. Sometimes, most of the times. If you can get a guy drunk, and you're drunk with him, you're going to sell things. Oh, no. I've been there. I've been the guy that they'll get drunk, and I'll be like, sure, buy it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't send, really give a fuck. <laughs> send, send 12 of them tomorrow. All products are the same. <laughs> yeah. I will buy your staplers. Shit, whatever. I'll use it. Go. So, my question is, though... Tom Hanks is very lonely. He, he just can't find the right anything. He's just so lonely, but he's still the nice guy and Mr. Perfect. And Why was that such a big thing in the 80s? Like, in 80s movies. The whatever... Because it was a cocaine-filled... Nice Guys Finish Last was sort of yeah, a theme in the 80s. The lonely guy. Cocaine-driven cocaine. aggression. Where are you getting the There's cocaine There's no cocaine aggression? in this movie. No, not at all. I'm just saying, the 80s in general was a cocaine flutter. Everybody was doing the coke in the 80s. Huh. Moving on. I guess that's as far as we're going to go with that. Nobody's going to be able to give me a legitimate answer to why are there all these lonely guy movies in the 80s. Because of cocaine. Oh. There's a lot of lonely guys in the 80s. (laughs) They don't have cocaine to give the, the horrors, so they are alone. They are alone. <laughs> so he goes out and 
to to this his brother's stepbrother's wedding or it's some one of his employees worker employee yeah, wedding throws a fit has a bad time gets super drunk uh and then decides to go to Cape Cod while gets he's a, drunk a taxi to take to Cape Cod right and, and he's throwing hundred dollar bills y'all at yeah. the cab driver kind of looked like about ten bucks it was just a lot like, of cash Let's go. so he gets to Cape Cod and there's Eugene Levy. On the shore. Now, why was Tom Hanks all wet? Anybody get that? I don't know. He looks disheveled. He just came out of a tech. He's like, oh, thank God we're in Cape Cod. Now I'm on a beach. I'm on the wrong side of the beach. Take me to the island. Yeah, I couldn't figure out why he was all wet and like he's maybe, been maybe he barfed on himself and then he had to go like shower himself in off. The, jump in the ocean. It's rainy there. Hmm. It was all overcast when they shot it. True. It looked stormy. So Eugene Levy's there, and he's like, uh, uh, Who's spying on me? Yeah, Who sent uh, you? You're dressed in a tux, so therefore you must be a spy. What was Eugene Levy doing? Looking for mermaids. Looking Don't for... Don't think so. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Why would he be looking for mermaids? He's never seen a mermaid before in his life. They talked about that in with the, his old professor... He's, he's dedicated now his research. looking for mermaids because he saw a mermaid while he was out there. No, no he was looking for mermaids. That's what he said. Like that's his old professor is like. I can't believe you've dedicated your life to this. Not I can't believe you've dedicated the last eight days and movie time to this. He you've has been looking for now mermaids. dedicated your life to no, this. No, no. Oh, oh yeah, I can't believe you've. Why would somebody say that? I can't believe you spent the last three days doing this. No, he's dedicated if his you life. Came to, if you came yeah, to me and said, professor... I am now going to spend the rest of my life looking for Bigfoot, I would say, <laughs> you're now going to spend the rest of your life looking for Bigfoot? And that would work. But in this movie, it doesn't work. That's stupid. He sees a fucking mermaid, he goes back to the professor, and the professor says, you're now going to start dedicating your life to this? No, he's no been... Justin. Yeah, you're... You're, you're way off. And do you know why? Off. Because that scene was getting emotional between two bros... Who have shared what? college experience because the guy was 12 years old when this professor was teaching him, and there was yeah, some emotional gross. connecting there. And you were like, oh, tune it out. And that's why you don't get it. All right, listeners, solve this argument at uh, twitter.com forward slash tinkermadness, hashtag flash, splash, <laughs> and tell us whether Eugene Levy was looking for mermaids or just conducting scientific bullshit. He was looking for mermaids. Looking for mermaids. Moving on. So, Tom Hanks gets a tiny boat and goes out there with Fat Jack, which I thought was a great name for uh, just anybody that character. Fat X is just, mm. it's always so much fun. I don't know why. I wonder if it's Well, it has to be like, people. it's not just Fat Blank, but like, it has to be a one syllable. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's like Fat Leopold, it doesn't work. I don't know. Yeah, what about you're Fat right. Cornelius? Fat Cornelius does not work. Huh. No, I think fun. I think you're right. It's got to be a one syllable. Fat Cornelius just sort of Fat reminds John. me of a sandwich. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's corned beef. Fat Cornelius. You should look into making one of those. <laughs> just the way you like it. Uh, so, long story short, uh, Alan gets bonked in the head because of some hijinks, which I thought was interesting because, did you know that 75% of all boating accents... Are alcohol related? No. He like, had to have alcohol still coursing through his veins because he was pretty fucking drunk. 
So yeah. He's, he's part well, of the three But quarters. it was 300 miles to Cape Cod, so I'm pretty sure he dried out a little bit. I thought that there was a That's like 45 minutes of, in a New York taxi. <laughs> I like the, there's there's 75% of all accidents happen because of alcohol. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much all of them. And bathtubs. Bathtubs are dangerous. Especially when you're shipping <laughs> Stacy, are you out there? 100% of all accidents in the bathtub while drunk are lethal. <laughs> well, at least to Captain America comic books. I think that's, yes. I think that's if the, your name uh, is Stacy, we know you've had a few right, of these right, instances. Right. We, the, we have, it's a public service to you. We actually have a lot of people that listen to this podcast that and aren't she isn't one of them. One of them. Um, so she's now uh, 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 Madison, future Madison, finds him unconscious, drags him up onto shore. She's now looking at him, giving the old, what kind of guy is that? Is he cool? I don't know, man. But I, she but recognizes she him. Knew him. Either way, she's naked, runs up, gives him the old smoochy smooch kissy wizzy. He's like, whoa, naked lady on a beach, just kiss me. Yeah. Uh, she goes down into the water, grabs his wallet, finds out he's from New York, goes to a boat, pulls down a, a map wreck, a of shipwreck. where New York, oh yeah, shipwreck, pulls down a map of where, uh, New York is, learns where New York is, and now she's got a game plan. Which I thought was funny because it's a very nice pirate ship. Very nice. It's got maps old, antiques. It's in very good condition, and it's just about 60 feet off the uh, shore of Cape Cod, and about uh, 10 feet deep underneath the water. Mass have got to be sticking up still. Somebody should have taken that boat. I think it's actually the uh, salvaging of shipwrecks has not been going on for all that long. They would have cleaned it out. They would have got those maps. Oh, yeah? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> oh, so you're to say you are to say that if you lived as a ten year old boy, which you did in California, and that you knew that there was a pirate ship just right over there, you wouldn't swim down. Look, I can do ten feet, and my ears don't explode. I would have been like, "Fuck yeah, look at this but if pirate it's a nuclear map. bomb." <laughs> you wouldn't, wouldn't defuse it. it, but if it's a map, if it's a <laughs> pirate, pirate map, old pirate ship, hey, look it's what I got! I will risk my life for a pirate map, pirate map, but not to save my own life and everyone else on the planet's life. Good thing there's a whole hell of a lot more shipwrecks than there are. Good thing you're not in charge of any big decisions in this country. <laughs> God, it's a good point. It's a good point. Thank God for that. <laughs> You know, they had your name on the top of the list to save the world, and they're like, we're just going to bump him down. I, I tell you what, if I was in charge of anything... <laughs> no, they actually pull out the list and they're like, who's the one man that can save us? Justin Throngard. God damn it, Pete. That's the list of biggest assholes. You, you mix those up all the time. Go back to the file cabinet. If I was in charge of anything, America would be a democracy for about 20 seconds. <laughs> because it'd be like, monarchy, bitches! <laughs> Anybody heard of tyranny? Ha <laughs> <laughs> Eat your heart out, Kim Jong-il. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently Which he's he would. <laughs> he would eat his own heart out because he's a big, giant, fat guy. <laughs> now, did Loves you hear, his food. Did you huh. hear this, though, that he's got gout right now? They Who? assume that Jim... that He's dead. Kim Jong-un. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you said ill. Ill, yeah, he's not alive anymore. Oh, they're the same person. He died? Kim yeah, his John son Il? is running it now. Yeah, the son. Kim Jong-un. 
the Kim, Kim Jong Un, yeah. Un, anyway. So apparently he really likes Swiss cheese. I heard this on the radio today. And it gave him gout. Isn't he like 28? Mm-hmm. Dude, and he's a big fat porker. And so he nobody's seen him in like three weeks. And they think he's got the gout. What? Because he put on all this weight like really <laughs> suddenly. This doesn't make any sense. It was on the damn news. What news? I don't know. Just look it up. Apparently, it was on the Colbert Report. Apparently, yeah. Apparently, he just likes his cheese, and he's gained too much weight, and now he's got the gout, and he's too embarrassed to come outside because his pants don't fit anymore. He he was wearing a jumpsuit to begin with. They make them in bigger ones. Fish movie. I bet you Splash is one of his favorite films. Anyways, uh, so she goes to New York to to find Alan. She gets arrested for walking up on on uh, Ellis Statue Island. Statue of all, Liberty. Well, actually, no, that's not Ellis Island. That's uh, Statue of Which Liberty. Which does Island. expose one of the plot holes. She can read English, but she can't speak it. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oops, didn't make that connection. Nice work there, buddy. So, also, her sense of navigation is impeccable. Because, let's face it, she has only been under the water her whole life. Well, I would Yet she knows what the entire coastline looks like and where New York is at. I guess, yeah, no. Which is all above land. She's a goddamn prodigy is what she is. She is a a fucking prodigy. How do you know she doesn't have a small crab named Sebastian? That knows things? Yeah. Well, apparently, her only friend is this sea turtle that she looks really fucking pissed at. (laughs) Like, there's a sea turtle that they just throw into the movie, and she's like, oh, get out of here, sea turtle, I'm trying to do things. Which, if I was Daryl Hannah at that point, I would have been like, I'm underwater, and there's a fucking sea turtle in here. Sweet! Could have been a snapping turtle. No, it was a sea turtle. No, the sea turtles are huge. That could have just been a young one. Yeah, they they, they don't Yeah, they don't come out like... 500 pounds That's or whatever. That's not until they're like 70 years old. Okay, sorry, paleobotanist. <laughs> You're welcome. We just don't want you to look like an asshole. Oh, oh, wait, that's just too late. All right, well, either way, she's in the news. She gets arrested on Liberty Island and it goes... The tourists are all trying to take their picture with her, which is kind of weird. I thought that that was like a nice precursor <coughs> to the internet because everybody's like, give me... Take me a selfie of, of me next to this naked lady. I mean, like, that's that's future talk. Instead of freaking out, they're like, no, the internet's coming. Someday this is going to pay off. Someday we will have Instagram, and I'm going to have, like, 100 hits on it for this shit. Anyways, so she gets arrested, goes to the pen, and he has to pick her up from federal, pound me in the no, ass prison. it's just a police station. Oh, I didn't know that. Hmm. <laughs> She's not even really in. She's just on a bench with yeah, some hookers. Yeah, she's just in, in yeah. with the hookers. <laughs> Which, who have again. not been arrested because <laughs> they have plans for them later. Police station full of hookers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you know why there's so much crime in the city? Because you just pick up the hookers and you bring them here to <laughs> hang out. <laughs> yeah. And then you just hang out with them all day. And then they just yell at you constantly. Get me the hell out of here. Blah, 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 blah. I know my rights. And then you just sit there and do paperwork. Waste of time. They're too. You know, a radio might have been way too expensive for the police station. Radio. So that's why they bring in the hookers for background noise. Oh. Which I guess I would rather listen to a cracked out hooker than anything any DJ says on the radio. 
So, <laughs> I thought that was funny. Fuck you guys. Oh, yeah. Crickets. <laughs> yeah, it was not funny. So, she, Alan comes to get her because she, she's got his wallet. She goes to his house and he takes her to her house, or his house, his apartment. She can't even wait. They bang in the elevator. Takes her to Bone Town for like 50 times. Yay. And then the thieving bitch spends all of his money. Yeah. How At Bloomingdale. Oh, Bloomingdale. She, she still, she still have, have his wallet? wallet, yeah, because she just like hands the wallet to the cabbie who then takes whatever amount of money he wants. Mm-hmm. And then she just goes and spends the rest of it at Bloomingdale's. His credit card has got to have, like... Because that fountain could... Oh, wait, no, she sold That's her... That's probably why he leaves with her at the end. He was like, you know how much is on my visa right now? I'm getting in the water. <laughs> eh, tax evasion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tax this, Uncle That's Sam. That's why he can never come back. <laughs> yeah. Because of tax evasion. The mountain of debt. Yeah. So she goes to Bloomingdale's. She learns English instantly. <clears throat> From six hours of watching TV. Six hours of watching TV, so you can you can learn English. We never find out where she gets all these superpowers. Is that just like what mermaids, mermaids do? Are? Yeah, they have super. Well, I'm guessing they're instant learners of everything. They're magic. I know. I know what. I know how this goes. <clears throat> okay. Ask skinny mermaid. You happen to see. What's the best tuna chicken of the sea? <laughs> that is the only mermaid song I know. I just wanted to share it. That's a good one. <laughs> I love chicken of the sea. Yeah, me too. It's delightful. You should try uh, chicken of the sea. Atlantic salmon. And they should pay us for saying that. <laughs> yes. Ask any mermaid. Okay, so... so <laughs> Now she's got clothes. Which she can speak now English. another plot hole. Okay, she's at Bloomingdale's. He comes back with flowers. Does he have two wallets? Where's he getting his cash if she's got all of his Shoe shit? Probably just steals out of the petty Shoe cash shay. box at work. How's he paying the taxi to get back and forth? How's from he work? get? He doesn't have any money. No money. None monies. Because he's got two wallets. Or he just shoves up all of his money up his butt. Hmm. You know that's a good safety. It is plan. New York. Well, I mean, it was New York before Giuliani. You got to. You know, have a stash in case of the muggers. Yeah. Yeah. And he's getting a cab, even though he has his own car. He has his own car? Yeah, Yeah, he has a BMW. BMW. Yeah. You know, it's just too much of a pain in the ass to park it, though. He did double park outside the police station. Which, if you're going to double park anywhere, I mean, go big. Fuck it. Yeah. They're not going to write you a ticket. And then slide. Fraternizing with all the hookers. So, anyways, Eugene Levy then... That's why meter maids are ladies, because they're not interested in the hookers. He, Eugene Levy, we're then, uh, we're then introduced to him... Well, we're not introduced, but he, he then finds out that she's on shore. His mermaid that he's looking for is on shore because of basically the morning sun. or The whatever, tabloids. The tabloids. Because of her nudie ramp on Liberty Island. So now he's in the hunt. He knows where she's at, and he's going back to shore to, to get her. Got to go back to New York. What are what are the uh, the two other guys on the boat with him? I don't know. He called them the Genius Twins, and they said that they were not twins. twins. I could have gone for more of them. I, I could like not. Have. They were just gross. Okay, so whatever. I guess you have to be pretty to be on Jackie's TV, even if you're a moron. Morons can't be on TV. <laughs> Dancing morons in tuxedos. Now, that would be something. Mm. I don't get it. I don't either. That would be something. Oh. 
Just be something. Like, some thing. Mm-hmm. That would be some thing. Maybe some... Anyway... So they on. go on some dates. Isn't that dinner This, for this is my note now. Assorted date moments. She blows up all the TVs with her dolphin chatter. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, they go ice skating. Yeah, eventually. eventually. We forgot about Mm. one of the first problems with... She buys the fountain. Throughout the movie, I'm presented with plenty of evidence as to why Tom Hanks is unmarried. Mm. Okay. I'd like to hear this. Well, he doesn't... He's got an aversion to love. The word seems to piss him off. He's got pubes for hair. Uh, And then when he gets a woman into his apartment and maybe she wants to take a bath... He's got to get into the bathroom oh, like a fucking he's got raging to psycho. Freak out, man! What are you doing in there? Taking a bath? Well, let me in. You know what? No, no. I locked the door so I could take a goddamn bath. Go away. Yeah, he knows nothing about women. You never go into that bathroom when a lady's in the tub and she's got the candles and the champagne and some strawberries and a guy whatever named Julio. else. Is a guy named Julio, of course. The pool cleaners in there. You just don't go in, man. Of course, like you said during, while we were watching this, on her side, she blew it because all she had to say is, I'm taking a huge shit. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be like, fuck that noise. Mm-hmm. Open the window. <laughs> <laughs> Light a match. There's some matches. I'm going to go watch some Cosby. Mm-hmm. So. She also eats that lobster. Like, she just grabs it off the plate and then she just eats right through the shell. I didn't she really get that thing. joke because that's how you eat lobster. I don't eat the shell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen you eat lobster. So, Eugene Levy, he now decides, oh, here's how I'm going to expose her. i got to get her wet. Mm-hmm. You know what he should have done? Should have Played her some Barry White. Oh! oh. Stole my joke, you fucker. Oh, my, shit. My well, was, don't ask. You just say. He should have bought a Corvette. Oh, well, that'll Because it rhymes. Too. Yeah. What's Eugene Levy should have done to get her wet? Should have bought a Corvette. Hey! So he doesn't buy a Corvette. He just decides to do the old classic maneuver with water and dumping it on her. <clears throat> Which also gets him wet, but whatever. This is before or after the racquetball sequence. Oh, the racquetball sequence. I think it's, uh, I think it's directly before. Right, because he hits... He chases down this woman. He thinks that it's them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He throws couple, water on her. couple. Yeah, he throws water at the couple. The guy turns around, beats the shit out of mm-hmm. him. Breaks mm-hmm. his arm. 16 places. Fractures. Fractures his arm. And then we go to the... They're playing racquetball. Yeah. John, John, John Candy. The brothers and, are playing racquetball. And apparently this Tom is, Hanks has confessed everything about why she's so weird. But this is like the best racquetball game Ever. Because John Candy is smoking. And drinking beer. And yeah, drinking they got cooler beer. beer and they're smoking cigarettes. And there's like there's like a troop of people outside the racquetball waiting. <laughs> They've been playing for five minutes and John Candy's already ready to bail. So I think if you're going to go to the racquetball center, or the YMCA in New York, you want to get into the one with the fat guy smoking a cigarette and the cooler of beer. Because he's going to be done in like ten minutes and then he can get in there. The other thing... Two healthy people. Screw they that. Are, You're going to be there all day. They're fucking brave. Why? Because they're not wearing goggles. Ooh, yeah. You take a shot. Those things move fast. I have played the racquetball, and you should wear the goddamn goggles. You lose an eye in that shit. <clears throat> Top tip. John Candy did get hit in the head. He did. One take. One take. And then also, the handicap in the game was that Tom Hanks had to hold his beer, so he holds it 
in the back of his shorts, and it's an open beer. That's not going to go well. Ah. He's just, he's going to eventually slip <laughs> get on the beer. You're going to get a sloshy butt. <laughs> and, and then, then, then you're going to slip it. Yeah. <laughs> if your brother doesn't knock himself out on the first serve, which is what happens, fortunately. And apparently, according to IMDb, that only took one take. <laughs> That's amazing. I couldn't have done that. That would have taken me a thousand times. I'm that bad at racquetball. One of the... Uh, John Candy is better at racquetball than I am. I'd say little known fact I've read about him is that he was amazingly coordinated and very good at basically all sports. Huh. He was a college football player. There you go. In Canada. But that doesn't count. Lost his knees. He was a top prospect. He was a really... He was a hell of a football player. But, yeah, lost his knees, so... Hmm. Well, it seems like it paid out for him. So are we at the proposal yet? No. Uh, my question is, again, now she can ice skate. She hasn't had legs before. I, I have had legs my whole life. I can't ice skate. How come she can't? That's bullshit, man. Fucking bullshit. Yeah. And then Tom Hanks proves it's also again December now. why he's alone because he turns into a sissy bitch during that scene. Yeah, he starts oh, complaining yeah, yeah, and yeah. acting out and like, way to be in touch with the feelings. Will you marry me? No. Yeah. Right. So then, so then we have the rejection phase, which it, see, okay, all right. Here we go. This movie, in my opinion, is the start of all the, the modern romantic comedy genre. Because you have a very specific set of rules that you that come into play in this movie and then translate that into the future of all romantic comedies. Such as, he's down in the dumps, can't find anybody, lonely guy, perfectly nice and acceptable though. She's incredibly amazing and love, loves everything about his world and everything he says. But then all of a sudden you have the classic breakup moment, which does happen in every single rom-com. Where the boy is a douche. Meets girl, boy and girl fall in love. Boy loses girl, boy gets girl back. Mm -hmm. By I, that's that's how it all works. And I think that this movie is is basically the start of all I, of that. I don't. I think. I mean, other than around. in literature, other than literature, but in in in, in that archetype isn't this exactly like because that what you just said plays out completely in um, that Dudley Moore movie that was also a remake. Uh, Ar Arthur. Ar Arthur. Both Arthur and what is the other one that was remade for the third time with Jude Law? Alfie. 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 Mm. That's basically Alfie. Maybe so. Maybe this and Alfie is just... with Dudley Moore is a remake. I don't even know who's in the first Alfie. Hmm. There you go. Maybe yeah, I, I think that, that this. Maybe it made him. There's popular. some modern. Maybe resurrect something that had gotten out of favor, but I, the romantic comedy, as I was saying with the Doris Day movies, there's there's a bunch of them before this. Yeah, but those are all other genres mixed into this. I'm no, the Doris the Days are straight day, up romantic comedy. This is how you make a modern day rom-com. You stick two good-looking people that are charming and funny into it, and they fall in love, he does something stupid, and then she leaves, and then he gets her back somehow by doing something heroic yeah. or brave, or... Just romantic. And or just sitting on his ass in an alleyway. Yeah, which is basically what he does. She comes back, so you're right. No, this is totally not, not that archetype at all. She comes back, which is now day five. I wrote down, I got a note. This is, we're now on day five. She says, yes, 
to the marriage proposal. Now they're all excited. Woohoo, woohoo, woohoo. Let's go get married. Let's get a blood test. Let's get a blood test. What is the deal with the blood test? So I, apparently they used to do blood tests. Used to? to? I don't know that they do it anymore. Did you guys have to get a blood test before you got no. married? There you no. go. Uh, well, they used yeah, to in major also cities. Says, he also says that if they we can go to, to Maryland, we don't have to If get they a blood went test. to Cape Cod, because it's a small town, and in a major city, if you were going to get a marriage license, you'd probably have to have a blood test. Either but way, it was originally to test on whether you have or have had syphilis at any point. So what? Exactly. What I then? I don't know. Yes, I have. Well, then you can't get married. Who no, the fuck are you to tell me that I can't get married? Your, your future's, they're like, yep, your husband-to-be has the syphilis. So why don't and they... so do you, because you didn't wait, goddammit. <laughs> I know. Just a way to catch sinners, Justin. I, I, they probably it's, put you on some blacklist. I mean, that's it's just nonsense. weird. That is a weird Cause thing that's a, that we don't know anything about. Yeah, and if you go back to when they were doing that, like... They weren't really able to do a lot with blood testing during the time Not this really, was happening. Not really, and it would have so, taken a very long time, too. Like, now you could do it and be like, by the way, that's your cousin. You'd be mm-hmm. like, oh, shit. Let's do it anyways. Yeah. <laughs> you know or what? you have genetics for... Her boobs are huge! Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about here? First cousin, third cousin twice removed, I'm okay with that. So... Yeah, I just, that just blows my mind. Somebody somebody out there that's listening should do an entire podcast about, yes, we all used to have to get blood tests to get married because we were a disease-est-based society. Fuck you. If you want to get married, get married. It's top tip from Sticker Madness. Uh, so then they go to the presidential speech thingy deal. And how does a fruit guy, a middleman fruit guy vendor get... John Candy says, if you want to be big, you got to act big. Oh, so. So he just. He just wheels and and he drinks with big shots and he ends up in these. I'm telling you, he's the old boy businessman and he's he's the king. So why isn't he there? Because Alan asked him if he could take Madison. That's why. But that's a plot hole. Why are they there? They're wankers. Yeah, no. They have no business being there. But he loves his brother and he let him go, even though he should have been there with some and flavor making, of the evening. You're making giant inferences. I think that that's a huge plot hole as well. Okay. Why are they there? They shouldn't be there. Okay. And even then, like, you can go take my tickets. I think that the doorman, once again, the classic doorman would be like, uh, let me see uh, your name. Uh, your name is Alan uh, Fruit Guy. Uh, I have uh, Freddy Fruit Guy here. You're not him. Fuck off. Security clearance. Eh, beat it, punk. Well, the Secret Service in this movie is not good. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And apparently, even in this movie, the president is an asshole. Because Eugene Levy can sneak into the the, uh, the classic go-in-into-the-kitchen. Yeah, with to, a broken arm. With a broken arm. Move. And two water tanks. <laughs> two water tanks, and you can, you can get into any place in the yeah. world. And then he like does he gets that's when he like wily e. coyote out and obsesses about it and he kisses the nozzle. Yeah, that was <laughs> like kind of weird. Is, he is now completely emotionally invested as a human being to spraying water on this girl. Well, he does in the long term after some yeah. shenanigans. He gets thrown out. They're taking him away by the Secret Service, and then Tom Hanks. <laughs> so, so he sprays her right and gets taken away. So. There's a car 
ready to go just in case of mermaid. Because I mean, it's like two seconds well, later, a car Service comes and grabs like, her and throws goes, her in the this car. This is a mermaid, and they basically are like, "Fuck the president! We got to get this we mermaid this to a mermaid. secret. We have to turn this movie into ET as rapidly as possible." Which we got a mermaid again, bring, Alan? Why bring is the he pink Ford Lincoln? Why is Alan alone? Because if, say, Alan's girlfriend is in some trouble, he just stands there like an asshole and lets the Secret mm-hmm, Service take. Mm-hmm. He has a good 40 seconds to just get in there and get her the hell into his car, and he right. just watches it all go down. Yeah, oh my god, she's a mermaid, she's a mermaid. Uh, yeah, I, he's a dick. I don't know. I mean, well, I guess. Who's to say? Put yourself in that situation. Your girlfriend's a mermaid. What would you do? I guess we'll never find out because mermaids don't fucking exist. They're mad. Well, put, put yourself. I put myself in this situation. Let's say maybe she's like this has happened to me before with water, right? Maybe uh-huh. maybe it goes on just as swimmingly as you'd, you'd want it to go, and she just flat out tells you you're a mer- she's a mermaid, and well, you think she's crazy, or maybe she's like, come into the bathroom now. I'll show you. You see it, and you're like, huh? Love is magical. Because if we were at, like, dinner and she's like, I used to be a man, I'd be like, this is kind of a deal breaker for me. But like, mermaid's not. I used to be a mermaid. Were you always a female mermaid? Yes. That's cool. I'm fine with that. She's magic. There's nothing magic about a inverted penis. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> or a lopped off one. <laughs> Stitched up. Ew. Uh, yeah, so... That, scientific, which but not Which leads us to the moral of the movie. Love is not perfect. Oh, no. That, that is explicitly stated. Love is not perfect. Yes, that's, love that's is not perfect. That's the theme of the movie. So, take it as it is, kids. Another top tip. Uh, so, then Eugene Levy decides to grow conscious because she's starting to flake off. She's, she's got the, uh, the classic fish disease. She's got fish clap. Fish clap, basically. Yeah, her skin's coming off. It's icky. Yeah. Don't want to There's no her. jocks there to help her out. You do not want to swim in that pool because it's covered in like some yellow fung. When she gets the ick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if they would have just put a jock in there, she probably would have been okay. No, I used to have a little history here. I had My roommate had this Oscar fish mm-hmm. uh, and its head started coming off in giant chunks. It had, it had the ick. And we had an Oscar little sucker clinging up the whole thing. And that guy, he ate so much ick that his poop was just filled with ick. So he was then creating icky poop, which made the tank even more dirty. So you got the ick in the, in the icky poop. And it's just yucky all over the place, and there's nothing to be done. You, you just, just gotta hit hit the fat fish that's brains are falling out with a with a hammer, and then cook them and eat them. Usually, you can drain the tank about halfway because the chemical's more effective the, with less water, and then you put a chemical in. And oh, it I, did, I did that. Kill and it, him, and it just increased the ick from his brains. Just then started seeping out in like strings, like you know when you when you uncurl oh, so your he had brain. Worms. Uh, no, no it was his brain. Egg. It was just his brain that was floating uh, around, and then gross. and then you'd touch it, and like his flipper would kick and stuff. It was it was icky. Wow! The, so the, this magical <clears throat> under the sea movie has just gotten completely disgusting. Yeah, fish are gross, dude. They basically eat their own poop and themselves. Good yeah. to know. Well, uh, so she's in the tank, and mm-hmm. then it goes back to Alan's office when it is stated explicitly that love isn't perfect. Mm-hmm. You realize another reason why he's a loser, he's got a Jets banner 
Yep. A little Jets pennant. Dude, you're talking Jets in 1984, though. Don't That's we? the New York Sack Exchange, but they're still not any good. They didn't win anything. No. Mm. You still, about 10 years before that, though, you had the uh, guarantee we're going to win the Super Bowl. Broadway Joe. Yeah, but you know, Got a this, problem is, with Broadway this is Joe? where huh? this is the, 60s, the older brother no. really starts Late to 68. die. Yeah. 68. That's... What? What, sweetheart? This Talk, is where the, the older right. brother really... Are you going to get started? <laughs> when are you going to get started? <laughs> okay, go. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should be like try to blow up your computer monitor, but it didn't work. Jackie's <laughs> no. touching it's LCD. me. You can't do that anymore. Oh. Ask any mermaid you happen to see. Can't okay. blow up a computer computer monitor with just the e e e. So Eugene Levy grows a conscience. He decides, oh, dude, they're killing her. I need to. You're a sadistic bastard, Doctor oh. Frankenstein. Uh, I'm going to free her. Yeah, so the older so brother. So I'm gonna also, go to a dentist. Yeah. Which was his plan. He was gonna get he was going to get uh, his teeth drilled without any uh No game. With, no yeah, game without any painkiller as his own punishment to himself. <laughs> yeah. That's like a really bad birthday present. <laughs> Another plot hole. Tom Hanks knows where he's at. Yeah. yeah. Busts yeah. in there. You're gonna help me save my girlfriend. And then, you know, John Candy really steps up, or the brother. Mm-hmm. You know, Freddy. Freddy, that you think, man, this guy's kind of a worthless pile. Steps I, up I and thought he was the, had his shit together more than anybody yeah. in this movie. Dude, he steps up, though, and he becomes a true fighter for love. Well, except for he doesn't step up because eventually... And they fuck him in the end because they, they just leave his ass there. They leave his ass. He has committed a felony. That is, uh, what do you think, obstruction of justice... Uh, uh, so at this point, property. now at this point, if the government sets up a facility impersonating possibly a uh, federal well, employee, if a if the government sets up a secret facility to most likely kill another sentient being, they themselves are in so much trouble. Oh, absolutely! That, I still think he's going to Guantanamo. He's going to Guantanamo because yeah. then that's the place you take people when they really haven't. Like, what do they do? We can't tell you, and we couldn't really make a case against them, so we're just going to stick them here forever. Yeah, yeah but what not. a suck fest. Your brother's off with the mermaid of his dreams, and you're in Guantanamo having to make human pyramids. Dick sandwiches. <laughs> human pyramids. Dick sandwiches and human pyramids. <laughs> well, you know what? He gets to live with clear conscience. Did the right thing. So... <laughs> I bet he just fucking hated life after that, though. D- drinking toilet wine. Oh, I don't think you can make toilet toilet wine in Guantanamo. I think you get to drink your own pee. Yeah, I'm just saying, his life went down the shitter. You get to make Kevin Costner wine. Ew. That's about all I have to say about that. So then there's a helicopter chase. They get her. Mm -hmm. And a helicopter chase. With the help of John Candy's 12-inch penis. Right, right. All of John Mm -hmm. Candy's 12-inch penis. And then uh, they end up on the docks. Eugene Levy takes a bail. We don't know what happens to him. He falls into a thing. A great a trash, dump. trash dump thing. I don't know what the hell that was. I uh, never see him again. And then uh, she just jumps in the water. And then five minutes later, he jumps in the water. Ninja fight underneath the seas. Pulls off all the masks. And then they float to Do not forget the abyss. That she, she uh, cold somebody in the nets with her tail. That's right. That's she, right. Yeah, like, well... You can't really fight with a mermaid underwater. You're kind of in their territory at that mm-hmm. point. True. She true. proves it. Yeah. But, uh... 
That was very plausible. I have a thought. Well, one, they swim to her sea city. Namor's town. Which I am assuming to be closer to Cape Cod than New York. No, I thought it was closer to New York than Cape Cod. Well, it seems like that because they take like eight seconds to get there. Yeah, right. Yeah. But and and Hudson in... Bay is incredibly clean. Yeah. What's There's she doing no in Cape Cod all the time? Yeah, why? She, that's what I'm saying, dude. What the fuck is up with her parents? She should be her ass should be grounded. She did not get home before midnight that day. I think the city's closer to Cape Cod. I think they were swimming for longer than we think, because it's sort of montagey as they're swimming. Yeah, because you get all these different little sceneries. Yeah, they're going into these different little alcoves and stuff. So either way, either way, she in our society is a super genius. We don't have those powers. He's going to be like the village idiot in that town. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, because he's going to be like, are there any strawberries at this festival? He's not going to learn their language no, at all. No. Ever. He's inept. He's uh, just a guy. Yeah. He's, that's going to suck. He's howdy duty for and, the rest then, of his oh, life. And then think about what happens when like the, the mean kids at, in the Abyss town start picking on him. And he can't fight back because he fights like we do underwater where it's all slow. I'll punch you, and then he can't punch very well. Yeah, no sense of balance. Can't keep himself down. I I, I think he's got about three weeks before he's dead in that <laughs> in, in the abyss. So before it does end like, badly. Maybe, maybe she's like, oh my god, I cannot believe I chose. So maybe this that's life. what she's been doing. <laughs> he's a wanker. Maybe that's what she's been doing in Cape Cod <coughs> this whole time. Plan B. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. It's like moving to Alaska. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Everybody that lives in Cape Cod underwater has done something wrong somewhere else. <laughs> so what do you guys think? Uh, recommends? I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I, I thought it was okay. I recommend it as a movie. I recommend it not for... <laughs> not the, for this purpose. Not for the purpose of this podcast. It is not a bad film. It is... Filled with A-listers who then went on to go do A-list things. My bad. Yeah. yeah. I I thought and I re- thought I remembered this still film good, not still being... a good movie. Well, I mean, as far as like the revisiting thing, as far as the revisiting thing, it's a good revisit. I'd never seen it before. I I think that a lot of people haven't seen it as much as they think that they have, and they just remember it as like they remember Teen Wolf and and shit like that. And Teen Wolf's terrible. This is actually a pretty good movie. Yeah. I mean, I I would do it. Cool. Well, on that bombshell, get to Hudson Bay. Ask any mermaid you happen to see. Get your ass to the chopper, tuna the sea.